man. You're not my man. You're a genius. And we are live. What is going on, people? It is your host, John D. Contradiction, with Reckless DWR, with our, I guess this is the new seasons, the new year's iterations of the Who's Man series, our podcast interview series, where we interview artists that, you know, you want to see us have just a regular good old-fashioned hip-hop talk with. Today, we have a super, super, super dope guest, and if you do not know, I will let the guest introduce himself. What's up, everybody? How you guys doing? My name is Recognize uh, from the world-famous Mayday Crew, uh, formerly of uh, Strange Music for the better part of a decade. Uh, good evening. How you feeling? Hey, what is good? What is good? And yo, yeah. That, yeah, what's crazy is even mentioning that for the better part of a decade, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was uh, 11 years. We were on a label. We we signed uh, 2011. No, we, yeah, we signed 2011. Yeah. And we just like uh, start like launched our own label and got our own situation in 2022. So, or 2023 even rather. So, yeah, it's mm. about 11 years. Hey man, that's dope, man. Well, salute to that. And you know, just us being a predominantly underground hip hop movement, our our uh, you know platform per se. It's dope to see you know strange music having that kind of like people having that kind of longevity with them because they were. You know, there was a point where you couldn't think of underground like that was like the mainstream of the underground. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like that was the pinnacle. Absolutely. Like that was where it was Absolutely. at. But yeah, so yeah, I'd to say that. I'd say we were we were around for what arguably is like some of the. I mean, they're still rocking and everything, but yeah, yeah. like in terms of like art, the amount of artists they had and and what tech was doing at the time, like we kind of got on there, like right around like what is considered to be kind of the golden era of strange music for real before, you know, people started mixing it up and doing different things. But, uh, but yeah, those first few years that we were there at strange were wild. Like it was, it was intense, you know, like a lot of, a lot of talent there, a lot of really good staff there. It mm. was a super dope vibe. That's super dope. Yeah, man. I mean, that's the thing too. People, people don't realize like, the amount of talent that like strange was pulling together and like just the the clashing of like contrast and just everyone that was there they, they had an army like it was you know what i'm saying like the music yeah. was different mm -hmm. it was yeah. super different and like that's something that i mean can be appreciated more than anything now <laughs> nowadays because yeah. you know a lot of what's being forced our way or whatever's being marketed the most doesn't sound different you know a lot of it's it's clumped into like small subgenres and it, it, you can't hide from it anymore but back then you know the from the you know the 2011s to like the 2020s there was just hungry artists you know there was hungry there whether it was duos or full groups you know people were hungry and to hit those labels you had to be a beast you know to yeah, get then, signed by a strange yeah I, I mean we we cut our teeth in Miami doing our live shows you know I was doing solo artist stuff and then I joined Mayday um so already I like felt like I had to step my game up getting into Mayday you know there's another MC in Mayday producers I really respect the live band aspect of it and then when we got signed to Strange we got to Strange and it was like oh shit this is a whole different level of, and you know most MCs, if you're you know if you're worth your weight, you like you're competitive with everybody. You know you want to yeah, yeah. you want to you know you want to show and prove. It's kind of like the nature of the beast. So yeah. we got to Strange, and it was like, oh, not only do you see Tech at the pinnacle, like being the flagship artist, being like uh, a very like 
technically and also like just really like his work ethic and everything is just top tier he's also super chill super cool yeah. like down to earth ass cat so it made you really want to be a part of his world but then on top of that every other artist they had when we signed and the ones they signed after us the subsequent years all made you want to step your game up so it was definitely like everybody was looking around like you know it was like being yeah, in a cypher yeah. it was just like yeah, yeah bring your a game or sit the fuck down you yeah. know i mean and that's that's dope too because like that's one that's kind of like reminiscent of what we like to imagine was the birth birth of it you know like what they gave to us and like the get down and whatnot but it's also yeah. like there's a there's like a friendliness in the competition that i feel like gets just not like no one talks about that like steals you know sharpen steel that friendliness as far as the competition because everybody's so focused on like the controversy the beefs and all that stuff like that money and like, yeah and people don't yeah. realize like some of the best groups were the best groups because they were all even though they're on a track they're not dissing each other but they were competing you know on even on an artistic level on like a lyrical level yeah. punchline level there was always small wars that you know you can appreciate when you really break down the rap, so like the teams and the groups and whatnot. When when Tech puts you on a record, it doesn't matter if you've been rocking with him for twenty years. It doesn't matter if you just got there. Like his his like uh, quality bar is like where it is at. And he really bends that bar for no one. So it's like I've seen people, not, you know, get removed from tracks or like verses wasn't really cutting it or whatever. Mm. And if he's putting something together, like he's thinking about how the track, like the quality of the track and how it hits him and what he's looking for. And in who you are in that mix is really just per pertaining to that track alone. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he, yeah. he's not going to be like, well, we've been rocking together forever and I got mad love no. for you. I'll let that <laughs> subpar verse fly. Hell no, he's no. not doing it. So, <laughs> so there's been like a, you know, over the years I got myself into a few situations where I was like, damn, like pre the pressure is intense. But yeah, like you said, it's a, it's a, it's a good vibe, man. It's a steel sharpened uh, yeah. situation and it, it makes you the better for it. Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's what it is. And it's like that kind of, that, type of like energy and music is great because like that makes everyone great like you think kobe was like yo i'm just gonna let you know someone who's not team captain beat me <laughs> in a one-on-one -on -one. you know what i'm saying yeah. or score more than me like nah bro like this is it's not a hatred thing it's not no it's it's nah, the nah, amount nah. of love you have for the game that gives you that fire you know that mm -hmm. gives that absolutely edge. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I that's why i respect uh tech's opinion so much is because his like set of like standards are so like sharp to him and he he doesn't he never bullshits and he lets you know how he feels and he's real straight up about it when it comes to the art so like getting him to give us praise when we would turn records in or put him on a record or give mm -hmm. a verse to one of his records was was a big deal you know yeah. and still is a big deal i mean and it, and it's and and it shows too you look at his track record and it's like anytime someone features with him they have to go they've gone crazy you remember it as like yeah. one of their better verses like i've had yeah, my yeah, ups yeah. and downs with like you know dudes like logic and stuff like that but like logic on a tech track crazy like damn you know eminem <clears throat> yeah. on a tech track crazy damn. you know he goes crazy and it's like yeah you gotta put that little extra in because he's doing the same thing whether it's his record or not like he tech is gonna come and and bring that and that's what i liked about a lot of like just a lot of the artists that were signed, including, you know, including like yourself and stuff, you can hear that it's like not just a, oh, this is a label cut or, a, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is this is an opportunity. 
And that's yeah, and that's yeah. what you want to hear. You know what I'm saying? You want to still like just because someone got to a certain level or reached a certain point, you don't want the fight to die. You know, <laughs> you want to see yeah, you no. want to see it at it. What right, that's when it's supposed to go crazy. crazy. Yeah, like yeah, absolutely. That's when the crane uh, kick got to come out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, the first the first time. You know, we I would say that when we got on Strange, we had a sound pretty dialed in, but the the sound and the energy and the vibe of what was going on at strange when we got there definitely had a huge like influence on our sound at that moment. Mm. We grit, I would say we grittied up our sound a little bit because what they were doing there was so infectious. And then we went on tour with them before we ever dropped our first album with them. So we did a whole three months or two, three months of touring with tech on the, uh, all sixes and sevens tour in 2011. Mm. And we hadn't put a record out with strange yet. So imagine we we went around the whole country, 60 dates or whatever it was, and watched watched Tech rock these crowds and saw the energy there. So then yeah. when we came back home, we took all that that we had seen and put it into the record. So the difference between uh, Mayday Stuck on an Island record and mm-hmm. Take Me to Your Leader is a, is a big difference because of that of that energy. When you got in, you were like, "Yo, all right, I gotta step my bars yeah. up." You know, I might <laughs> I might chop a little bit more. I might, you know, and we greeted up our sound because that's kind of what the Midwest rap sound was at that moment. Yeah. So it was like it was um, what I like about that record is like you can feel us like uh, arising to the occasion, and then mm-hmm. over the like subsequent albums, we kind of like mellowed things out a little bit and got you know, a little bit more balanced to where we yeah, feel comfortable, yeah. but still had that stuff. But yeah, it was, uh, you know, like, yeah, you had to bring that, bring that, that yeah. style and bring that a game when he called on you. And, and yeah, I mean, he put me on so dope and so dope. Um, mm-hmm. so there was a verse cut off of so dope before I got on it. Oh, and shit. I'm not going to name any names or anything, but nah, you know, it wasn't, good. it wasn't a beef. Like, like you said, it wasn't a beef, but it was <laughs> yeah, a creative yeah. decision. So yeah. like I was given it at the same time that they were like, Oh yeah, there was going to be this verse here, but that's not going to be there anymore. And I was like, Oh, so damn. All right. <laughs> well, like shit. Now there's a bar there set. You know what I mean? Where it was yeah. like, it, it was like in the medieval times or whatever. They were like, oh, Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> somebody just got their head chopped off, but now you can do your dance and yeah. good luck. You know, like, oh, shit. like <laughs> it's your turn. Go entertain the crowd. Go yeah. Fight. Yeah. But again, like yeah it just it just it just made you want to be doper so anytime he ever tapped on us and like and called us to do a record for him or yeah. make a beat for him or a hook or whatever or we were submitting stuff it, yeah we just you had yeah. to go hard the hardest you ever went yeah i mean that also i mean bringing up like you know the live show man i didn't even think about that like i've seen tech a bunch of times i've seen you know i've seen you guys a couple times and it's like there is a there is an art form in that that like people need to understand like when you you know it's always an mc like no there's a true meaning behind mcs you know what i'm saying that people just need to see it's hard to even fully explain all the words in the world couldn't show you that control of like you know what the master of ceremonies what they're supposed to do and it's like you see him and i remember from seeing him way back in like the you know the cut Calhoun days and stuff like that the mm-hmm. choreography and all that but even just the environment of the shows like all the you know the openers and you get the you get the the fear of the juggalos and all that but still like <laughs> the shows were I mean I saw J-Rock just do a backflip on stage just to try yeah. to match yeah. the energy and I'm like bro this is 
wild. Like this is what yeah. I'm talking about, you know. So just thinking of like, yo, we got to match this. <laughs> you know, you guys didn't have a record with them. It's crazy. Yeah, we. Um, and then imagine, uh, man, like we didn't have a record out, and Strange Music crowd's real loyal. So like they were loyal. Yo. You know, <clears throat> everybody was at the shows. They fuck with Strange Music. So oh, we got a new signee. Everyone's like, yo, we fuck with them. Don't even know them yet, but we yeah. fuck with them. But when we came out. They hadn't announced that we'd been signed yet, mm. and there was no record out. So we was out there, and imagine we come out looking a little bit different, you know, a couple bearded <laughs> dudes. It was six of us when we first got signed, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. it was like a couple, we all looked, we looked like a biker gang for real, you know what I mean? Even our black drummer like looked like he part of our biker gang for real. So when we came out, everyone was like, yo, like, what the fuck is this? And live instruments. So it was a weird aversion that first tour. We had to earn the shit out of, like, yeah. the respect we got. And even then... That whole tour was a little bit like a, gr a grind for real because the crowd was so like, mm, even okay, these guys are cool, you know. There would yeah. be people that would would dismiss us in a way and then like what was cool is we did what we did because we'd already been doing live shows like yeah, i come yeah, from yeah. you know I, we did live shows cutting our teeth in miami which is a dj town so mm. if you want to get people's attention to miami there's a party there with a dj and it, like they're not really fucking with live music like that so mm -hmm. for us to like build up our own like reputation in miami is a dope live act we had to go super fucking hard yeah, so yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we were we were doing that already and then i, I grew up my, my parents like raised me up on um on, on artists like Pink Floyd, Peter Gabriel, mm -hmm. people that have amazing live shows. Yeah, that yeah, their live yeah. shows are like a fucking spectacle. It's an experience. Like a, yeah, it's a, a movie. You know that? Yeah, yeah, like a theatrical show. And I was my yeah. family's into performing arts. I'm into theater, all that shit. So like, I'm like, yo, when you put on a show, even if it's in a little bar, like it's gotta feel like a journey, like an adventure. Yep. So we had all that kind of in our mindset already. But then that first tour, that crowd being so resistant and aversive to who we were because they didn't know, made us go that much harder mm -hmm. and then what was cool is people that dismissed us on the first run where they were like hey whatever or did they, they didn't want to get their shirt signed by us or whatever <laughs> we, we we ran into a range of different situations yeah. um but all the a lot of those people not all of them but a lot of those people came back on the following tour after we put out take me to your leader and we're like yo man like i feel like well, some people that had the honesty of part about it them will be like yo i feel fucked up that I dismissed y'all on the last one then I heard the record and yo this shit was amazing or <laughs> after I saw the show and I processed it because I was baked I was like yo those guys were dope and then now I'm here giving you your props so we just had to yeah. stick it out through that first tour but yeah, yeah like you said the live show from every act on Strange that was on there J-Rock backflipping Stone was killing the game Prozac <laughs> yeah. had the whole yeah. crowd moshing and doing the yeah. walls of death oh, yeah. and shit always a mosh at those <laughs> yeah like you all that and then you're like oh shit we gotta go up and alright let's go you know what's <laughs> oh, cool shit. is we never we never had no doubts like we we yeah. were pretty confident in our live show game at that point so we went out there and we're like let's do it let's you know I want, yeah. I'm on some yeah. root shit like change the order there's no way that we can rock after them like I want them <laughs> I want them scared to go after us it's yeah. a friendly competition but they yeah. I want them to feel that yeah. pressure got it yeah <laughs> and see like and again like that that's also something that's super dope and you know so as far as like well, with our platform I like to I like to talk a lot about like how a lot of arts are dying in small ways a lot of certain like lo just the love of things is dying in small ways because it's just you know the way we access information now and it's like mm -hmm. seeing you know even you mentioned something like you know theatrics and like you know liking theater and art and stuff like that it's like these are all things that like matter when it comes to that experience and it's like you, you know i you, you could tell people like you need to go experience certain things like that just so you can understand that your influences don't have to be just one thing and yeah, something totally. as big as like uh 
I mean, I'll mention it because it's like, you know, everybody knows that it was popular, but like, I, you know, I saw Hamilton and yeah. mm-hmm. it was one of, some, one of the best times I've ever had in my life. I was like, this is the fun. This is fun. I, it don't make sense to me because I'm like, you know, the president wasn't black, but like it, I was having a blast and it, it, you know, it caught me in for three hours and I was like, this is an experience. This is dope. I'm not going to forget it. It's catchy. I got stuff stuck in my head. It had everything. And yeah. it's like. Those dudes didn't. It's not just theatric. Like the dudes who are rapping were rapping. <laughs> you know, they're rapping to you. They're telling the yeah. story and they're transitioning. They're performing, and it wasn't like crazy dances, but every movement was very specific. And it's like you can be a one man show and still have influences from like a big set, a big experience, and like that's what sticks. You know, that's 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 the fan that's gonna rock with you forever because you yeah. gave them that. You know. It's not just I used I'm gonna to, go up there and rap. <laughs> I used I used to think I I'm born in '83. I'm 40 now. I, I used to think I was born too late because I thought mm-hmm. I missed out on like the golden like era of hip hop. You know, because I came into the mm-hmm. game a little bit late in terms of as a listener. And mm-hmm. then I also started to feel like, oh, you know, I miss like the golden age of performing and shit. But then now now in retrospect, I feel blessed to be somewhere born in that middle ground mm-hmm. where like we kind of. Yeah, yeah, we saw we saw the whole thing and we saw it change into now where you got artists that blow up off a song on the on social media mm-hmm. and then they never perform and then they get out there and yeah. they have to perform a show and they're horrible because they yeah. didn't get yeah. to cut their teeth the way we had to doing showcases and clubs and bars and whatever yep. just to get people to listen to the fucking song or buy a CD or whatever. So now I kind of look at it like, damn, I I, I kind of like where I was because mm-hmm. I got I got to see the advent of the computers and the social media to the degree they're at yep. now and I also get to enjoy this era where i can have people support me online or do virtual shows or whatever yeah, and it's yeah, all yeah. it's i appreciate it more and it also it I, I don't have to worry about being in the position that new artists are in today where they're not being challenged to the point where they have a good show you know like yeah. I, I understand what it's like to try and build a show from scratch yep, and have to yep. be good and not rock over your fucking but, and also and, and also learn we can appreciate the, the just the progress of things and like And that's kind of like, I mean, for, you know, that's like the gift and the curse now, right? Like I can watch someone who, you know, they blow up off of TikTok and then they go live and their live is awful. But it's like, hey, you either make that your underdog story or you quit. You know what I'm saying? And it's a great artist. For, for the record, I don't really judge those artists like that. Mm-hmm. They run through that. I understand, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. yeah, I sympathize with them because yeah, yeah. if you look at my first performances, which are not like broadcast live on the internet, like yeah. I was going through the same struggles and, and learning learn. how to rock we the mic. Yeah, you had to learn. Like my yeah. my learning just got to be like in a club in Miami where no one watched, or you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. ten people watching or whatever. Yeah. But it, like it's not being broadcast or being super analyzed, or my my song didn't pop before I got on that stage for the first time, mm-hmm. all nervous and shit. So it's yeah. like I yeah I sympathize with them really at the end of the day. Yeah. What what the part where the judgment comes in and this is going to be real light cuz I'm not a judgmental person but uh, <laughs> I'm more cynical. I'm more cynical and jaded yeah. than I am judgmental, right? <laughs> but like my my slightly judgmental part is like okay, you've you've gone up there and now you've done it mm-hmm. and you realize it didn't feel all that dope or you're, you know, maybe you just say, "Yo, that was ill and I'm the shit." But really you should be going like, "Hmm, how could I better that?" or "What are yeah. the, what are the people saying?" or whatever. And how do you like how do you put the work in? You know, the same way yeah. I came into the game uh 90 
I mean, let's say roughly 94, 95 listening mm. to music. So I missed like 92, 93. And then I was like, okay, rocking with that. And then I'm like, wait, I'm missing a bunch of shit. Like I missed out on <laughs> Tribe and Daylon, yeah, yeah, classic yeah. shit. So I went back as a teenager at that time or just about to be 20 or whatever it was. And I was like, yo, let me peep the, the other shit and, and do my research to, to, yeah. to try and be the best MC I can be. And that, and that required like. work. What, yeah, find what yeah. you resonated yeah. with. Yeah. And that's... Yeah. And that and that's part of the that's part of the you know the journey the fun the experience like you know like I, I grew up with hip hop and uh, my brother was like one is funny because my, my older brother he looked like Tupac but he big Tupac oh, fan you know he bald yeah. he got the nose piercing but he was a big Tupac <laughs> fan so when I used to rock with you know when I'm like oh you know I'm get, do my rap thing I used to like watch some Tupac videos whatever I could whatever was on cassette and practice his mannerisms in the mirror and wonder why he was yeah. always holding his stomach and all that but then like when I got like when I started playing shows and I was like, this is fun, but Pac, you know, he was a little ripped, high energy. And I'm like laid back. I started watching like Big Daddy Kane. And I'm like, this dude is, mm. he's comfortable. He could be up there in pajamas and the crowd's yeah. going crazy. I'm like, this is what I'm talking about, you know? And I learned yeah. from that and like him telling jokes and all that. And I took just the things that I liked and then what I wanted to do and kind of develop my own style. And it's like, that's 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 the fun of it. <laughs> you know what I'm Absolutely. saying? That's that's the best part of it. Because when you see you gotta something be, click. To mm -hmm. me, to me, you gotta be like an open channel. Like and, yeah. and like the analogy I was using with some of my homies is like my wife is super addicted to Disney World, right? We live in Florida, mm -hmm. we live in Miami. So it's only oh. a few hours away. So she loves to go to Disney all the time. And my homies always be clowning me and shit, like, ah, you're going to Disney again or whatever. And I'm like, Yeah, it's cool, you know, gotta keep that wife happy and shit. But Every time I go there, I always keep the channel open for all kinds of things. It'll be a performer that's just performing there, and I'll be like, oh, I like the way they're doing this, that, and the other. Or it'll be, yo, Disney marketing and their merchandise is fucking amazing. So, like, how do I, mm -hmm. how can I implement that into what I'm doing? You know what I mean? And I'm yep. always just trying to keep the channel open because, like, that's how you keep the train moving in life. So, I, just, yeah. I feel like that's, like that's the way you should really try to approach the situation. It's helped me along the way. And sometimes when my homies hit me up and they're like, yo, I hit a block and I don't know. And I'm like, yo, just step outside and just like absorb the shit for yeah. a second and there's shit yeah. everywhere there's ideas yeah. everywhere take a, yeah take a look at just what's around you like and that's another thing like with this page we review so much music and people are always like oh you guys hate on the new age and it's like no we we give a lot of new age it's props we give a lot not but like we do criticize when things sound too copy you know copy and paste cookie cutter and it's like yeah there's too much music out there to have music sound so similar you know what i'm saying yeah. like there's too much and it's like for artists to just be like nah i don't listen to other music it's like oh you're doing yourself a disservice because totally. there's so much and it don't have to be you don't have to listen to other rappers you don't have to like there's so much just music dope yeah. music out there that you can learn and just get new feelings from and new things that you didn't even know you wanted to tap into so it's like why would you not give yourself even the opportunity to find that Especially since we come from an era where everybody had to be different in order to be dope and stand out. Yeah. It was whack if you try to copy someone else. Yeah, so it was biting. From that it was biting. It was so, this and that. Yeah, it was biting. People don't say biting no more. Yeah, Weird. people don't say No, biting yeah, that, that, that part of the like the culture has definitely died off. And then there was like a weird part where there was like an era when I remember I remember hearing somebody say like there's too many people trying to be different, not trying to be dope. Because it mm. did get a little out of hand where it was yeah, like you're just trying to be different. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to be different to be different. And like at the end of the day, there's only 12 fucking 
notes on the piano, bro. So it's like some music's going to be monotonous and, and the same. You know, yeah. like I, sometimes when people will talk about music sounding similar, I'm like, you like reggae? They're like, yeah. I'm like, well, I'll, a lot of reggae sounds fucking same, but yeah. it makes you feel a certain kind of way. Yep. And that's cool. Like we can be cool with that. It doesn't have cool, to always. Yeah. yeah. Like that's a vibe, you know, like yeah. I, I feel like sometimes we like fall into traps of being too rigid with the music. Uh, when, when most um, went viral recently criticizing Drake, I was like, you know, like he's he's saying that he's looking for a challenge and I'm like, but that's like going to the Jim Carrey movie and being like, yo, I'm looking to cry. Like, no, Jim yeah. Carrey's not for that, yeah, bro. He's not he, for he's that, yeah. there to make you laugh. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like so there's different categories. We don't always have to be public enemy. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the yeah. fuck? Like, so yeah, exactly. I that that it took me a long time to get to that place. Like when I was a teenager and really on my super underground rap shit, I, I didn't feel that way. But as I get older, I'm a little bit more like, yo, that Drake track's fine, let him live, man. Like, what the yeah. fuck? You know, like, <laughs> I, I, I'm a little me, more easy going now. Yeah, and 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 it's like I agree with that too. Like, if it's it's like, hey, if no one else is doing what Drake's doing, then let it rock. Yeah, and then it's just a matter of, but if there's like, you know, we got one song that sounds just like this and you literally make the same song a thousand times because you're like, one of these going to hit and grab that market. Yeah. It's like, all right, now you're drowning us, you know? <laughs> Here, here's where here's where it starts to get sticky for me is that um, I read an article about um, there was these guys that used to be label guys, right? Mm. And then they ran out and they were like, ah, label, we're not doing what we want to do or making the money we want to make. So then they ran out and got with some venture capital guys, right? And mm. these guys put their heads together and basically went and started buying a bunch of catalog. So they're buying a bunch Ooh. of catalog and then they bought this catalog, all these songs, these like songs from the 90s, 80s, 70s, whatever. And they mm. bought those songs with the with the sole intent to repurpose those records. So if you notice, like there in the last five years, there's like all of a sudden you hear like, oh shit, somebody's sampling I don't yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. a flow rider song, like something that's not even, yeah, it's not even yeah, that yeah. old or like, you know what I mean? And then there was this weird resurgence of all these like samples that were super recognizable. And what these guys were doing was just like tapping into people's nostalgia and shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I some mean, of the smart marketing. Yeah. Totally genius <laughs> idea. Genius you know? marketing. But yeah. at the same time, I was like, okay, it's getting a little much. Like, yeah, we don't need yeah. to sample yeah. this for the 40th time. Or you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. a moment where I start to feel a little bit manipulated. At the same time, yeah. if it makes you feel good, I still resort to like if it's fucking if you if you feel it, don't question it. You feel yeah. it. It's yeah. fine. You feel you know, it's it, cool. don't question it. But if you're yeah. out there targeting it, then it's malicious. It's a little different. It does feel a little, yeah, it yeah. does feel a little bit manipulative. Like, man, come on, man, the fuck out of here! Like, you know, See, it feels that, yeah, a little bit like a like forty. You know that song, if anything. That's like me yeah, with yeah. ads, bro. Like, I'm always looking at like I'm always looking at like uh, you know MMA gloves and like anime shorts, and then I'll get a million ads. I'm like, at this point, it's malicious. Like, you're trying to hurt yeah, me yeah, and my yeah. funds. Leave me alone. You know, I'm leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Apple, Apple changed the game when they put in that uh, ask. Ask these apps not to track because because yeah. people start waking up now to how much they were being tracked by these fucking apps, and I, I feel that shit too. Like so it comes, man, a there's, there's it becomes a joke. It's like yo, you ever think of something and your phone pulls it up and yeah. it's like nah, <laughs> yes, that happens all the time, all like, the fucking time. It's scary. Yeah. <laughs> like all my phone time. knows me better than I know myself. <laughs> Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. That's terrifying. why we gotta be careful. We gotta we gotta watch out where that line is. It gets a little dangerous for sure. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, it's terrifying. We we don't even know. It. And there's like wars on buying that information between all these big companies. Yeah, and we're like, yeah. oh, we don't even think to worry why. You know, yeah. I just like uh, yeah. go on on their pages. Don't even buy nothing and go back every time so they can spend thousands of dollars on me and I won't even buy it. <laughs> you know, I gotta reverse Keep, the algorithm. Yeah. I gotta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep emailing me. That card's going to remain abandoned. Fuck that. <laughs> I'm just going to keep searching self-help and like finances so I can get better at that. Show me more of that. Yeah, man. Wow. Yeah. out there for sure. 
how it is. Well. Yeah. So, Rec, man, get list. I know you like to get into your questions. I got. I got to oh, get my know, dog. first. Yeah, yeah. You, oh, know, sorry, I, you know how you do, dog. So I wanted to ask. You know, you rep with so many lyrical giants: Tech Nine, Crooked Eye, Bumbies, and all the products. So many different people. Like, has there anybody who's been like a definitive, like intimidating person to be on the track with that you're like, oh shit, like I'm kind of second guessing uh, myself or something? Um. Hmm, that's a good question. Uh, well, one of my like one of my highlighted like holy shit um, features. It wasn't so much an intimidating thing because we didn't do it in the same room, but we did it through the wire. But it was Black Thought. We did a yeah. remix for TNT, and we put. It's like a lot of people don't never even really heard it. It was on a mixtape we did, and it, so it's Khaled doing the intro, and then it's Black Thought. <laughs> Me and Burns, and then it's um, Stevie Stone, J Rock, and John Connor all on the same record. Mm -hmm. And Black Thought, um, not so much that it was intimidating. I mean, it definitely was a little bit because to me, it's he's one thought. of my goats. Yeah, 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 yeah he's Black, Black Thought, bro. Like, what the fuck, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, so definitely, like, had to question. And the thing was, I hate, I hate when you're on a, on a track with a lot of MCs and you only get eight bars. To me, like, oh, oh, it's the worst that. blue balls you ever. Like, come on, let me flex. Cooking. I need a full sixteen to give you the the ups yeah. and downs. Let me put, you know, eight bars is like I'm just getting warmed up for real. Yeah, like, yeah. fuck. Mm -hmm. So I, I only had eight bars on that one. As did Black Thought. What was really cool about that one though is, um. I feel like I feel like I did decent enough, and he, his bars are fucking black dog bars. They're all great. And um, what was cool though is at the time he, we sent the track through his management, and we said, hey man, like you know we don't have a lot of budget and shit, but what can you do it for? And they came back saying Black Thought loves the record. He said, don't stress the budget. Damn. Basically, just owe us owe him a favor in the field. I'm like, so we was like, yo, we get a black dog That's verse, fire. and and we owe him a favor. Like fuck oh, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So like That's it was fire. just like. Um, I still never met him in person, but like that, that exchange, like only solidified, like that, my, yeah, one of my heroes be. to be my yeah. hero. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, like I would say definitely the Black Thought one was, was pretty up there. And, um, the other one would have been, would have been at the time when we did Fragile too. Um, yeah. you know, Tech was reaching out to a few different people, but the pressure was off me because I, I didn't rap on that one. I just did the singing and the hook and shit. But <laughs> yeah. in the beginning, in the beginning, like if I would have been rapping, I would have felt pressure because first um, there was talk of maybe Yellow Wolf being on there, and then like there was a possibility Eminem would have been on there, and they were talking to they Jeez, sent it to them great. and shit, which would have been wild. And then Kendrick got on it, and Kendrick was like already Yo, peak, yeah. peak pinnacle of where he was at before he went like skyrocketing. He was already huge, um, yeah. and that was also another moment where I was like, damn, if I was rapping i'd feel some some type of way of pressure here you know what i mean i'm glad i'm, oh, yeah. I'm glad i'm the singing guy on this one you yeah know? yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah i would say those are two of the ones where i was like whoo you know even though fragile didn't rap on i still felt like yo like uh, if i was rapping i would feel pressure right now Kendrick can body that shit yeah yeah, oh, yeah, definitely, brother. Hey, salute and, uh, to that too, though. Mm -hmm. Salute to being salute to being versatile and singing on tracks too, man. I always Appreciate joke that. about it, but ain't nothing like I. I try to sing, you know. I mess around. I mean, I, I learn. I do my lessons every now and yeah. then. But it's like a lot of rappers, like, nah, they too cool for it. And I'm like, no, bro, like um. you. <laughs> You don't realize what you can do to your song just by learning a little bit of harmony. But like, salute yeah. to you for that too. Like, you always. I, mean, I, I got for you I, the levels are there you know man i well the thing is so my my dad's a songwriter singer songwriter mm -hmm. plays guitar and sings my mom was a, back, a backup singer in his band that's how they would like kicked it when they were young like, before i was born the, the dream so, yeah so like i, I had them you know i had my dad kind of teaching me basically the first time i ever wrote a song i was like nine in new york my parents had split up two years prior i was in new york city with my dad he lived in manhattan and i told my dad like 
me and my sister said to him like at nine and seven, like, how, how do you write a song anyways? Because we always see him doing it. And he was like, I'll show you. You know what I mean? So he yeah. basically got the pad out and and formulated a concept of a song. And we wrote the lyrics together and we went to a studio in Manhattan and recorded it. That's my first like writing experience and my first studio experience. So it was like awesome. I, I was already and I was singing as a nine year old. So I was already into singing for those like, you know, nine, 10, 11, 12. And then right around 11, 12. I got super into hip hop, and at that time, it was not fucking cool to sing not, in hip hop. Not, not cool to sing. Nah. So, so I was like, so wait a second. Like I was in the, before, you know, 10, 10, 11, I was like practicing like summertime, and then is easy. You know, I was doing classics and shit. And then eleven, I was like, nah, fuck that shit. I want to rap. You know, so rap ruined me in a way in the beginning because I I totally stopped practicing and learning yeah. how to like use my vocal cords like that. Uh-huh. So then it took me like a few years to get like, you know, comfortable with rapping and shit where I would start to like push a melody in there and still wasn't going super hard. But then in 09, when I joined Mayday, around the time I was kicking it with Burns and Plex, um, when they were just a two man group, they were really motivating me and, 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 and pressing me to like sing more. And once I started to, they, I had never really sung at a live show, only rapping. And then they were like, yo man, you could, ha- I think you could hold it down and whatever, do your thing. Like, so they were pushing me to r- sing on the tracks and then pushing me to sing at the live shows. And we used to do this live show in Miami on South Beach called, uh, at this club called Jazz It. It was a really dope, super tiny jazz bar on South beach and we used to go and just like do improvised sets for like two three hours you know we would just be in there they the guys would be playing and we'd be rapping and and fucking around so then they started to be like yo you could sing more in there and you could have the freedom to do however you want so i started to practice it there at the live shows practice it Mm -hmm. on the tracks and then by the time i was like kind of releasing the first music officially as a mayday member i felt comfortable enough to keep it building from there and that's how i got back on track (laughs) because i got knocked off that track for a minute you know it was fucked yeah, up. That's dope, like, man. That, no, that's Hip-hop. super dope. Hey, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad it came back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, me too. And I love. I love the way the the whole industry ended up evolving too, because yeah, like yeah. melody is everywhere in the music now. Yeah. And yeah. you have people that that maybe aren't the best singers, but still putting the melody into their verses or their yeah. hooks, and like melody is everywhere. And to me, like that's what really drives it and keeps yeah, it. I mean, I mean, I still love some gritty rap shit. Don't get me oh, wrong. Oh yeah, but, for sure. But the, yeah, but you know, melody but the, is a beautiful that thing. Catchiness, the melody, and like the the science of that—that's what you're gonna be humming, like just out yeah. of nowhere, you know. Uh-huh. And that's what's totally. dope. And that's the one thing that I I definitely do agree with too. Like, uh, you know, back in the day, it was always like the the rapper insult was like you went pop, and it's like yeah. now the the things that were taken from pop that are being implemented in hip hop now I like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It makes sense. Like just Absolutely. on a catchy and like uh, giving things a little more longevity as far as sonically. It's we're like, we're yeah, the better is, for it. The future. As a genre, we're the better for it when there are no boundaries because the music was yeah. Ba- yeah. built off of no boundaries. Yep. We were allowed yep. to take whatever we wanted off of any record we wanted. So it's like, mm-hmm. why are we going to put up a wall right here when we can't sing? Like, that was the, yeah. no, I don't know who did it. And then yeah, it was weird because. And it's like, we sampled disco. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, <laughs> we're all over the fucking place with sampling. And <laughs> yeah. some of those same people that I grew up on being like, yeah, fuck RB and boom, boom, boom. <laughs> then they would have records with girls singing. I was like, wait, yeah. so are we fuck RB or are we not fucking our RB? Yeah. I don't get, like, what's happening? Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like, it's contradictory yeah the the r&b thing it was like such a line drawn because after you know like method man and mary j blige put out what they put out everybody's like maybe we like r&b you know i need one of those yeah i need one of those and then lauren hill you know then the fujis come out it's like maybe it's not that bad it's like come on man man. that's the the purest of everything though every everything everything fresh has those purists that want it exactly the way it was the second it came out 
<laughs> Absolutely. Which, you know, I, I get it to a degree yeah. because also like it's, it. it's who it's who and it's who you were at that moment. It's not just yeah. the music, the way it sounded. It's like your yeah. life at that moment. You're nostalgic for it. So you want it to be the way it was when you had that time in your life that you were really nostalgic for. And I love yeah. nostalgia, too. But, you know, there's a moment where I just feel like, yo, with with boundaries and hip hop, like yeah. it's we're always the better for the opposite. Open that shit up, man. Let, let everything. Yeah, let's let it go. go. Let's yeah, make let it the it most. Yeah. Dynamic let it, shit let it, we can. Let it be. Let it be what it was. Honestly, I personally yeah. like. I hate the whole war between like, oh, you know, old this ageism and all that. Because it's like yeah. to me, I you know, I, you know, I'm from New York. I grew up Queens, Elmont. So it's like, I oh, stuff like that was always funny to me. Like the old head, young head thing was always like a funny debate. It was never like a serious or like a judgmental thing. But it was always like yeah. rooms for jokes. Like, yo, we laughed at the baggy clothes. We laughed at the big <laughs> horn rim glasses. So. It's like yeah. if it still had that type of funny energy to it, I feel like the younger cats would be more prone to learning and maybe diving into it a little bit. But it's so serious and like shunned that they got more of a chip on their shoulder towards the old age than they do, you know, the curiosity and such. But yeah, I think the cool <laughs> the, the cool thing about my perspective personally for me is like now that I'm 40, I'm looking at it with way less like like you know aggression in the sense that i'm like it's cool you can think like that because trust me in 20 years or whatever you're gonna be thinking just like this right here you know you can be you'll feel the way you'll see it from my perspective a little bit better so i don't really have to worry because you're gonna get there you know what i mean like it's yeah. it's fine i've seen what you're talking about and i get it because yeah. i was like that too so like it's cool it's whatever but yeah i'm with you on the ageism thing what's cool about as, as uh, again where we're at now is like now when we were younger, we didn't have artists that were, you know, rappers that were 50. But now you have hip hop 50 years old. You have yeah. artists that are 50 and 60. You know what I mean? And you're, they're getting, there's two British guys, fucking Pete and Boss or whatever, oh, yeah, that are yeah, like yeah, eight yeah, or whatever the fuck. <laughs> and rapping and nobody's batting an eyelash. They're like, yo, this shit goes. Like, it's yeah. fire. Like, it's a it's a little bit of a, a par like a parody in a way where it's like it's kind of a gag, but it's still they they're rapping yeah. and nobody's nobody's saying like they're too old to rap, which is cool. Nobody's saying Because I think that's how it should be. Cool G rap still dropping heat. No one's questioning yeah. that. No, no one's, one's questioning you forty dropping Master shit. Master Ace dropping nah, heat. Yeah. I just saw just Slick Rick in Miami heat. live. Like, ain't nobody oh, was no like, one's oh, should he be performing? Yeah. No, he's been out no, here no. killing it. It's fine. No, the it's truth. fine. So I like I like that because being where I'm at, I'm forty. You know, I'm maybe like 10, 15, whatever years behind some of these cats. Even Tech Nine. You know what I mean? Tech yeah. just he's past fifty now, and um, you know, it's cool for me because it gives me like hope. Or not even hope, but just like confirmation that I can keep going and I don't have to going, worry about yeah. it. I can, yeah, like I don't have to trip, even though I still feel like I'm in my little zone where I'm happy to do my music and anyone who fucks with it, cool, let's party. But um, at least I see these cats that are legends going and aging into that age and continuing to do music. And it gives yeah. me like, oh, yeah, cool. Like I got at least another 10 years. You know what I mean? Let's yeah, go. Yeah, like, yeah, fuck yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I, I it, it, shit that. that you could just have a good time with. I mean, Andre 3000 just showed us a whole new route. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know like a flute album, man. Yeah, like, yeah. Who, who saw that coming? <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, I so, did. I did. I did find it funny that they were, you know, some some rappers were taking issue with him saying like he he felt he was too old to rap. You know, yeah, you saw yeah. everyone got uh, mad, defensive. Yeah. Like, what you mean too old to rap? Like, yeah. fuck that. You know, they didn't even and let I, him. They didn't even let him like get his reasoning off. It's like I get what he was yeah. trying to say. Like his subject yeah. matter is what it is. You know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, they were, I think, you know, I think again, it was, was it was for him. That was that yeah. meant for him. He didn't say for anybody else. He said, yeah, he "What so am I going to rap about? I'm this age, and this is my life, and I play flute in the laundromat. Like, I'm not. <laughs> I don't really feel the yeah. urge to rap a whole album. Yeah. That's it. But he still does his features and shit. So, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I 
I, I think the ageism thing was a was an unfortunate side effect of a genre being so young and not yeah. having people that were that old, like rock and roll or country or whatever. But now yeah. we're getting past that point, and then it'll be yeah. really cool to see what happens in the next 20, 30 years when we're way past a whole life cycle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and they'll be where we are at, and they're like, oh, wow, I was hitting on somebody that's my age now, and it's like, you know, I want to yeah. rap. keep rapping still. What's going yeah. on? Yeah. <laughs> once, Come on, once Willie, the Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson yeah. got inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He's 90-something. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, imagine yeah. a rapper getting inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame at 90. Like, yeah. totally plausible. You know what I mean? Possible, they might not yeah. be jumping around as much, but they'll still do their verses. Yeah, so, I'm sure Snoop's going to do that later on. He's going to be the one dude who's going to be the 90 will be the one. He will be the one yeah. to do that, though. I, <laughs> he's immortal. I, I he's immortal. Said, yeah, he's immortal. Yeah. I can see He'll be doing commercials for the next 500 years. Yeah. about a big lighter just because of that yeah, <laughs> yeah there Snoop we go is the man Snoop's the first album I ever hip hop album that I ever physically owned my mom bought it for me when I was 11 on Valentine's Day as a, like a present and and I've talked about it before like yeah. it was a very pivotal album for me like it, it made me really think about making my own like rap music for real and um, also I was like damn like I have kids that are 6 years old now I wonder in 5 years if I feel that they'll they, they'd be okay to listen to Doggy Style like I'm not sure if I'm gonna be cool yeah. with that. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I give, right. props. I, I give them my props for that. But that was yeah, that was my first record. So it's I'm different times. It's different times. Yeah, it's different times. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's different times. Absolutely. Like if you look at movies that are rated PG, like the like Poltergeist is rated PG, bro. I couldn't show you know. No way. But, is it really? Poltergeist, Poltergeist yeah. is rated PG. That's classic. what's wild. Yeah, classic. But it's like <laughs> wow. Remembering it, I'm like that can't be PG. I'm like, how is this rated PG? I would have I would have lost money on that question every time. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, at least right. PG thirteen. Like, yeah, at like, least at minimum PG thirteen. But no, back then they were too lenient. <laughs> yeah, yeah, back in yeah. <laughs> ratings. Well, they weren't so yeah. fucking sensitive. Really, is what it is. You know, like <laughs> shit. Everybody's so goddamn. We've sent. We've sent. Uh, we've overstimulated ourselves so much that we're so sensitive to every little piece to of everything. information. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Some some of that stuff is debatable, really. But you know, it's, it's <laughs> what are we gonna do? Fuck it. I I was there for the PG poltergeist. That's all I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. We we got to watch <laughs> yeah, it at a young age. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. So how was your experience doing the Five Fingers of Death with Sway? Oh man, the Five Fingers of Death. God damn it. I really, <laughs> I really hated that experience. To be honest with you, um, I you know. I, I love Sway and, um, you know, DJ Wonders is a fucking beast. And, like, I really nothing with them or the show or the format or anything. It was just that similar to years ago when I got my first record deal, I, you know, I was coming off the freestyle battle circuit and I used to freestyle a lot. And then I zeroed in after I did this MTV battle and won it. I zeroed in and was like, yo, I'm going to make records. I'm going to make records. That was the whole point. Yeah. I'm going to make this music. So I'm writing. I'm not freestyling. I'm not battling. I'm not practicing. Yeah, yeah. your so, brain shifts when you do that. Total brain shift. And then I got an offer to, sorry, this is like a preface to uh, Five Fingers of Death, but uh, I got an offer to go to Mix Show Power Summit in Puerto Rico and battle. So it was a big battle, four of us. It was me, Jin, J Mills, and Shells. And it was like right around the turn of like the freestyle going into like acapella written battling that was happening in New York, like fight club style. And I wasn't really privy to what the change and I was also zoned into my music shit or whatever. So mm-hmm. I went in there a little bit too cocky and I had a bad, you know, I didn't do well. Huh. So I like, I did okay in the first round with Jen and then I fucking fell out and he roasted me. But so, you know, that was rough. <laughs> then Five Fingers of Death, kind of a similar situation where I used to freestyle a lot, consider myself to be a decent freestyler. You know, I'm not fucking mm-hmm. super nat or anything or one of these guys, but yeah, yeah. I'm okay. I can hold my own. But uh, when that came, it was like, we've been 
like grinding, grinding to get our deal. Then we got our deal with Strange. We toured. We fucking yeah. did a out did this album. We we're in the zone. We're writing records all the time. And then it was like we go promo. You know, we go promoing for the first record. And we ran around New York a bunch with Tech and Calico and Strange and stuff. And we get to Sway show. Sway remembers me from the MTV battle, you know, years mm -hmm. prior. And so he's hype. He's like, yo, hell yeah, cool. Like, he's so happy to have me there. And then it was like, yo, so we got this five fingers of death thing. Like, no other rapper in the room is really a freestyler, like, by trade. You know, nobody's <laughs> really like, I'm going to jump, jump on the mic and go off the top. So yeah. naturally, Sway's like, yo, Rec, what's up? You know, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to back down from a challenge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Fuck it. A legend on a legendary you know, platform. Yeah, like, legendary. who's going to turn that down? Like, fuck, yeah. you know? So it's like I, like, I didn't have the wherewithal in my mind to do what some MCs do and kick written verses through the whole thing like that and and I'm not judging them for doing that and that's totally cool I've done written verses on radio shows many times before yeah, 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 yeah. but I, I didn't have the preparation in like for that I didn't prepare so yeah. then I was like fuck it I'm going off the top and it there was some cool moments but like overall yeah. I was not happy with like my performance on it and then there was one beat that Wonder threw me that was just disrespectful like, like <laughs> what the fuck like I know he tries to trip people up and they always say that but then I've watched uh -huh. some of the other MCs go on and I'm like where was the trip yeah, up part no on his because his beats were all fire all five of them yeah. like cypher ready beats you know like no <laughs> samba shit no you know he threw me one that was just like the tempo change was fucked me up so much that everything after that was like a stumble you yeah. know so mm -hmm. Honestly, that was like one of the last like real radio show like freestyles that I did. And I think it might be like subconsciously because I was like shell shocked from like how poorly <laughs> I felt that I did, you know? Yeah. And people, some some people have been nice to me over the years and be like, yo, man, you killed it or you did cool or whatever. And then uh, the comments online of people who don't give a fuck about my feelings is like, yo, trash, whatever. And <laughs> it's cool. Like coming from the battle era and doing all the battling I did, I'm my, th my skin's pretty thick for that stuff. Yeah, and yeah, especially because yeah. I also agree, like I didn't really do as good as I felt I could have done. So yeah. it was, the experience was cool and I was happy that I didn't back down from it it's mm -hmm. by far like one of my least favorite like freestyles yeah. publicly recorded i've ever done and um i always had like a very strong urge to go and get revenge and get your point, get you back I mean? yeah. Yeah, yeah like i do i do kind of it's like a small smudge on my fucking record where i'm like oh i really want to go back and fix that yeah. one you know like i want to erase it and do a different answer so it's like i, I do want to go back one day and like we we did do um we did do a promo run for Merz Day and we teamed up with Merz and did an album mm -hmm. with him and mm -hmm. we went back and Merz is really tight with Sway, obviously. So we went back and did Sway's show to promote Merz Day and we did freestyles on that and that time I just did the classic, like, I'm going to pull a verse off the album and kick it off another yeah, beat. Yeah. And they didn't <laughs> offer me the five fingers that time. I wonder why. Uh, I wonder if it was because they thought I was trash. Nah, I don't know. They didn't, for whatever reason, like, I don't even think Wonder was there for that one maybe. I don't know. Either way, I didn't get the opportunity to, to do five fingers then. Back, yeah. So yeah. one day, maybe I might pop up and like try to black thought it and go crazy or whatever. But I don't know. Like, yeah. It was, so that was kind of my experience with it. It was, it was not what I wanted it to be, but yeah. I was happy that I didn't like bail, you know, I stood up <laughs> to the challenge. And it gives, and it gives, it, gives context, uh, it gives context to that bar on that MERS album you did where you said, I'll freestyle on twitch but i won't do it on sway <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah yeah was that i think that was mers that said that wasn't it or is that me um Did I, say I, that? Thought was, I thought it was i thought it was you but it might be wrong it could be wrong i, no, actually, I think i think i remember it might have been it might have been the project that i produced for mers and then uh -huh. i i heard that bar and i was like hell yeah because i felt that <laughs> shit you know what i mean i like, agree i was like damn i should have said that shit or no maybe uh -huh. i did say that shit yeah i don't know either way but yeah that that is how i feel so for sure yeah it's like the radio freestyle shit 
I used to love it so much, but it's so fucking stressful. And like my my when I was freestyling regularly, I felt really good about it. Like I, I did one on Tony Touch's show, like just mm. shortly a couple years before that, and I really liked the way that one came out. And I felt like that was when I was closer to when I was really like going off the top a lot. And um my memory retention for verses like to recall verses on the spot like that, not really prepping for that radio freestyle. I don't really have the best memory retention for that. And I didn't really come up in that moment where I was prepping for that. Like a lot of cats were. So like, I always watch people's radio freestyles, like with envy. I'm always like, fuck man. Like I love when dudes go on there and kill it. Cause black thought on crazy. Oh my God. Like, bro, like some amazing, there's so many amazing ones. Like tokens killed it. Little Dickies killed it a bunch of times. Fucking, uh, uh, fucking black thoughts. Funk flex one is obviously legendary. Insane. So yeah. every time, like, Locksmith recently just went on Sway again and killed it. Like, every time someone goes on there, I, I definitely am looking like, fuck, one day I would love to get yeah, one of those yeah, off. Yeah. I feel like yeah. that's like, uh, there's like, you know, every artist is like, oh, they have like their things that they want to do. But like deep down inside, every artist wants one real good, like Five Fingers mm-hmm. of Death or one real yeah. good f- radio yeah. freestyle. Like one real, because so- like. Those are some of the most memorable ones, man. Those, uh, yeah. those Coast Contra dudes got it right because they only Absolutely. go crazy on those, and they're dope artists like individually. But like, agreed. When they do those radio freestyles, they absolutely show out, and it's it's like a, a viral machine. Like you can't yeah. go wrong, and it's yeah. it's insane. Like it's memorable, and it just gives you that feeling. It's like you know the cipher feeling, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's something about it dope. live. Like I did uh, in 2019. Um, I was bouncing back from having my my kids. I had twin sons in 2017, at the end of 2017. So 20, 20, yeah, twins. I'm still struggling. Uh, 2018, we did a Mayday record. I didn't do anything solo. And the only reason we got a Mayday record off is because the guys were really like putting a lot of music down and controlling, Mm. you know, the situation. So where I basically came in later in the process and was like, okay, here, let me do this and put my pieces here and boom, boom, boom. Mm. Without them, South of Fifth wouldn't have probably came out that year. But um, so when 2019 rolled around, I was like, yo, I'm going to get my get back because I've been sitting on the bench doing the daddy thing and shit. I need Mm -hmm. to get it in. So I was like, I'm going to do a fucking freestyle every week. So I did 52 weeks in 2019. And those freestyles are like some of my best in my personal opinion, some of my best examples of like, I could fucking spit here, check it out. I'm just demolishing these beats and I was doing it once a week, never missed a fucking week all the way till new year's Eve or whatever it was. Um, and did it every Wednesday. And then I had a DJ mix that shit together. It's on YouTube. It's like two and a half hours of fucking freestyles. It's like, I counted it. It was like 3,500 bars or some (laughs) shit like that. And that, that felt like my version of like, here's how I can get it off. But I will still say that at the end of the day, nothing like you said, replicates the live delivery of it. The energy of of, of hearing someone spit it on the radio show, walking the tightrope and doing it to the fucking, you know, doing it to the best degree. The stakes are just so much higher when it's like, you know, just hearing the word live. You're like, yo, this is so many emotions flow through. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, this is (laughs) you either choke these days. One of these days, I hope that like I'll come out with a project that that kind of coincides with that kind of promotion, like where it'll fit into the promotion of the project really good. If I go and do radio runs for that, and then I'll go out there and literally try to do that on everybody's show that'll let me. Mm-hmm. One day, I'll try to get my get back to her, and it's still yeah, it's still on my to do list, on my bucket list. I got to get at least one off before I go. Yeah, if you're going swinging, you better ask this time. If you don't ask, you hey, by the way, hold on. Do you mind if I do a quick five finger? Like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, he's not hey. gonna say no. 
Don't be throwing me no weird three four samba shit. Give me the <laughs> give me the hot shit. You know, yeah, I know I'm people be, be going on that. there and asking for beats too. They'd be like, "Do you have this yeah. beat?" Okay, cool, because I have a whole rap to that fucking beat. You know, like I'm like, "Damn, you could do that." I don't even know you could request a beat. I thought oh, you just yeah, had to take yeah, whatever you know. the DJ gives you. you know? <laughs> some, yeah, some of them do be perfect, and it's like I don't know. You know, mm. <laughs> feels like you've practiced to this beat before. Yeah, and like, you like ask the for timing and everything is too perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I gotta hear him like that when they threw him random ones and he still. Killed it. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I fuck with that. All right. One day I'll get my revenge. One day. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Um, in no particular order, or unless you wish they want to have an order, what's your top five favorite rappers of all time? Oh, the top five. Um, oh, it's it, yeah, you know, <clears throat> it changes a lot, but my my stagnants throughout the year, like my ones that have remained on there, is um Black Thought. And this is in no particular order because it shifts a lot. And then also, I, I also, when we have that debate, I also, I'm, 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 there's so many categories. It's like, are we yeah. talking just bars? So are we talking catalog? Yeah. yeah. Like, are we talking catalog? Are we talking performance? Are we talking overall? Like, there's all these different, yeah. you know, barbershop uh, categories we can fit overall. Into. Yeah, so usually you shoot for overall. Overall, yeah. For, as far as, over- like, who's your go-to? I'm going to put this on. This is my... This is always gonna come in my mind first yeah. when I'm looking at Um for me it often it often is MCs that really like make me wanna rap. You know what I mean? Like when you like there's certain rappers I love that I'm when I hear them, I just enjoy them as a listener. But then yeah. there's certain rappers I hear them and I'm like, fuck, I need to go hard right now and rap <laughs> yeah. a verse. Like I yeah. I need to step my shit up. Um mm-hmm. so Black Thought is one of them. Pharaoh Monch is another one. Feral Manch is up there. Feral Manch often rotates into my top spot. I just, yeah, and, and why it's always, you know, category is a weird thing there is because for, he's done a lot in the recent years to expand his catalog, oh, yeah. but for a while his catalog wasn't that big. Yeah, so yeah, compared yeah. to other rappers, right? So for me, it was like, oh, Pharaoh, I would say Pharaoh, and people would be like, well, you know, he only has this record or this record or whatever. And I'd be like, but the thing is, Pharaoh has such a distinct style, and the way he, flips the words and bends the words to his will yeah, and his, his style is so it's only him oh, it's only it's amazing him. amazing yeah, so yeah. um yeah he's one of them so i'm going i'm going black thought pharaoh mm-hmm. um aesop rock is is one that's a big one for me still I, I, out he was here a, putting out yes masterpiece still going amazing poet fucking dope voice like makes dope beats too um Super i know it's not part of the yep part of the convo but you know um i just think yeah well when he raps like what he does with the words is fucking amazing and yeah, um, he had he was a really great crazy and he, he yeah. was a really big influence on me in my early like rap years when i first started like when daylight came out i was just like this is everything and beat yeah. it the fucking breaks off that song yeah. so um and everything since then too so yeah i'd say aesop would be in there as well and then uh for four and five hmm that's the hardest one yeah. yeah, yeah. When you know, you know, you know those first top three you go through. Cool, you there. Um, yeah. Damn, four and five is always a tricky one. Fuck. <laughs> I would say um, Tech's got to be in my top five for sure. Tech just yep. and and I would say that even if I wouldn't have the exposure I had to him, like seeing him from backstage or you know in the yeah. studio or whatever, just mm-hmm. as a fan, like the technicality of him and how he treats the pen, what he does with cadence is fucking interstellar and. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, like his rhyme his, patterns. His longevity as well. is crazy. Like the fact that, like, if you listen to his first releases to his now releases, the, and just everything in between, he's he's literally like Dracula. You know what I'm saying? Like he's been yeah. through all the different changes and eras of hip hop, and like he's he's adjusted perfectly fine. Like it's not, you know, you'd be like, oh, he's from that era. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. 
No Absolutely. problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Tech would, Tech would be in there for me for sure in the five. And then, um, oh, man, I feel like, I always feel like, you know, I grew up in Miami and bounced back and go. forth between New York for a while. So, like, I'm always really East Coast, like, biased. So, you know, I could easily, like, slide Nas into my fist slot and shit. But then and- at the same time, I had a really big, like, it took me a little while to get to him. But once I got to Tupac, like, I also had a really big Tupac kick. And when there would be debates about, you know, Pac versus Biggie or whatever, I'd always be in the middle like, oh, but they're both amazing. Like, fuck, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, so, um... I, I it's kind of tough, but I guess like in this moment when I'm talking like oh I don't want to just be all the way eccentric, I'll put Pac in there in a five. There you go. That's how I'd round out the five for now. But you know this shit changes. But that that's what I say for right this moment. And those are like artists that like I hear them and their catalog, their songwriting ability, their their fucking verses, j- yeah. and their cadence and lyrics combined make me want to just go in the booth right now, literally right now. Okay, okay bro. it's a solid oh, list man. right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. So I, I would just like to know, just on a musical standpoint, what are some of your like, like five of your top like influences, just music wise, like artist wise. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like in general, like um, bands, like any, anything, yeah, any yeah, genre. Singers, yeah, any genre. Um, shit. Uh, definitely Pink Floyd is a big one. My parents played a lot of Pink Floyd. They're like how theatrical their music was. What's your favorite um, Pink Floyd album? Yeah, I know what mine is, uh, but I don't know it's yours. <laughs> I, it, it, um, I used to love The Wall a lot, but then okay. Dark Side's kind of like crept in over the years. Okay. Like I do like Dark Side of the Moon a lot, I will, but I mean, you know, my, my pops took me when I was a kid. One of my earliest concert experiences, he took me to Giant the Stadium show? to see. The, the yeah, like show? no, no, yeah, yeah. I went no. Well, I seen that too. Oh, no, yeah. I went to, he took me to Giant Stadium to see Gilmore do The Wall, oh, and it was that's awesome. It was one of my first like arena experiences. I was really young, and there was like weed smoke in the air and condoms being blown up as balloons, and I was like, where the fuck am I? This is amazing, you know. And the plane fly, plane flies across the fucking thing and blows yeah. up on the stage, like. Those those experiences were really like impactful for me. Um, so you know, Floyd is definitely one of them. Uh, G- Peter Gabriel fits in there as well. My my mom took me to see Peter Gabriel when I was really young, and that dude, very distinct voice, one of the dopest very voices distinct. in music. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! And then his live show was also fucking incredible like the way he put his stage together and he came out of a phone booth with a long cord and went to the yeah. end of the stage and then he's digging faces out of the ground and like just wild shit so yeah. that his like style and how much he was so kind of animated was always really like yeah. impressive to me I always thought he was super dope um so yeah and then and then in hip hop too like not talking about uh like top rappers or whatever one of my most influential groups for me personally was De La Soul like I'm a big big De La hey, Soul Long fan Island. <laughs> literally yeah LI what's up like I literally <laughs> followed them around Florida like one year like you know straight fan style like was at every show like popped up at random shows in different parts of Florida cuz their live show was so fucking amazing so to dope. me it's like a cookout I was on like, stage, man. It's comfortable. Yeah, and it's their, fun. And their energy and like the <laughs> yeah. way they threw it threw it back between each other um, was always super, super amazing. So yeah. it was cool for me. I, I got cool with them over the years. Um, I I never I, I got cool. Well, I got cool with Maceo because he lived in Florida mm-hmm. and he kind of knew me from the MTV battle and we like seen each other at events. And then I got um, I got pause on a record on the War Within on my first Strange album. I got Pasta News on a record and we got kind of cool and he always showed me a lot of love and then um, I got to meet 
uh, Dave before he passed when they did Drink Champs. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, our homie EFN who used, who managed Mayday for years, um, he he hit me that day and was like, yo, Paz was asking about you. And I was like, oh, shit, cool. And he was like, do you want to come through? I was like, fuck yeah, I want to come through. So I got to go over there and I had never met Dave and Dave was there. So I got to say what's up to That's him awesome. and meet him. And yeah, so... Um, a fan moment for me with a group that was very like influential to yeah, me. When yeah, I when I first when I first put my first group together, um, it was me and H two O Rudy and uh, another Shout another out Rudy, to Rudy. Named Goblin. Yeah, Rudy Goblin. Yeah, my my, my <laughs> homies, one of my best earliest influences and friends. Um, and those two really helped me to fully grasp like how dope Daylight was because like I told you before, like I kind of missed the boat, so yeah. I had to. I had to be schooled a little bit. Yeah, so go they, back. They, yeah, you had to go back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and and H H really helped me like, you know, get oh, you should try start with Blue Mind State or do this record first. And you know, gave me like kind of where yeah. to go. And then I just went to running. When I got to stakes as high, I was like, this is the fucking best thing I've ever fucking yeah. done in my life. This hey, shout amazing. out to him, man. Shout out to WVCC Radio. Shout out to H2Ons. Yeah. That's the type of people you need in your circle. Someone Absolutely. who's giving you them history books. You need that. Yeah, right. That's yeah. The, that's what you need in your circle. Someone who's like, yo, take a look at this history first before we move forward. Fire Absolutely. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, yeah, they put me on, and and De La, yeah, De La was always a, a big influence for me since then. Just the way they handled it, and also that they they were able to do hip hop music without having to be, you know what I mean? Like they yep, they yep. could be themselves, oh, yeah. and that that yep. I resonated with that because I wasn't a street dude, I wasn't a street kid. Yeah. I like you know I'm just from where I'm from, and like I just want to rap and make dope music and shit. Peace, yeah. peace and love. Like so, when I saw them doing their thing, it made me feel like, oh, like oh shit, okay, cool. I don't have to be Biggie. That's great. Yeah, because awesome. I can't, yeah. can't pull that off. <laughs> Fact. That was a big one for me. Okay, okay. I'm not mad yeah. at that, man. I'm not mad at those influences. Mm-hmm. And last question for me is, what's next for your dog? Whether it be a solo project or a next Mayday project, what do you got coming up? Man, um, that you we're trying to do about. You can yeah, talk yeah, about. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll be. You know what I mean? I'll be st- I'll be slightly cryptic here, but, um, but you know, so just to fully understand like where our scope is, we, we got off of strange in 2022 in May and then we put out like a single for Mayday. Um, then we, we did a tour with wax. We put out a single with him and then we did like a remix. We did very little on the record side. And then we, when we went into 2023, it became the 10th anniversary of Believers, which is one of our most popular strange music records. It's like our highest streamed one. It has a lot of singles that everybody knows. So we we came up with the idea to do a, an anniversary tour. So we basically did 30 shows, 30 plus shows, where we did the whole album cover to cover. Mm-hmm. And... At that time, we were trying to put together some other touring situations for the fall of that year, and it didn't really pan out. So then we were just like, fuck it, let's just keep this Believers shit going, because the vibe was so good at those shows. Um, And we had this really cool effect, which, like I said, about aging and aging through the years in in your music career. Um, We had kids that were coming to the show. I say kids. They're like 21 now, for instance. And the (laughs) 21-year-old... Yeah, exactly. So the 21 year olds were showing up at the show and being like, yo, I've been listening to this album for 10 years since I was 11 with my mom and me and my mom are here That's at the shows. Now I can finally I'm old enough to go to the show. And that That's blew awesome. our minds. We didn't really see that coming. So it was like a really dope make you feel a little old. But at the same time, really dope to see a new like generation yeah. of listener that was there. We just didn't know they were there because they couldn't come to the show. You know, yeah, so yeah. Um, I say all that to say we went through 2023 without releasing any music for Made It. Um, I did like six singles. So for me solo, those six singles are leading up into an album. Um, I have uh, another project that is hopefully, if 
life permits and my kids give me some breathing room uh, will come out in the next like month or so. Uh, okay. So I got another EP. I got an EP and an album on the way. And then um, for Mayday, we've been putting out some singles and those are all leading up to an album this year as well. And we might also have a little bonus other project that's kind of waiting in the wings as well. So mm. hopefully if all goes according to plan by the end of this year, it'll be one of the like busiest years for us as a camp um, between like awesome. my solo drops and the Mayday drops too. So fingers crossed oh, that's awesome yeah man super excited for that man mm. definitely definitely excited for that that's awesome man, yeah, man. quietly working <laughs> yeah <laughs> trying to trying to you know work and raise these kids at the same time they don't they, they don't really go hand in hand a lot but it's tough i, no, I, I gotta juggling at for real you gotta sacrifice <laughs> oh God, some yeah. sleep you know instead of oh, going to yeah. costco <sighs> you gotta order some costco here so within that hour you can do some work <laughs> <laughs> or DoorDash be coming in handy, but yo, yeah. my wife holds me down, and and her parents live right near us, and we utilize their help a lot. So that it takes a village thing yeah, has yeah. definitely kept me from going completely submersible because uh, <laughs> without them, I don't know if I don't know if music would be coming out or I'd be even sane at this point. So yeah. you know, get you get you a good support support system, and you could you could juggle it for sure. Yeah, for yeah sure. man, shout out to them for that. Yo, for yeah. real, shout out to the village. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, <laughs> shout out to the village. <laughs> So, uh, Rec, you got anything else, man? You got anything else to add? I know you. We closing it up. Um, we want to make sure you ain't got none. Uh, uh, well, uh, oh, oh no, no, go ahead. Okay. Um, no. So for me, uh, so we j- we just dropped um this really cool project that I'm promoting right now, which is um this EP called The Reckoning, and basically what it was was I have a Patreon page where I mm-hmm. have a community that comes in and supports, and and I give them exclusives and live streams and stuff. And I had set when I first started it back in 2019, I had set like this threshold for us to get to. Uh, and it was 200 members. I was like, when we get to 200 members, I'm going to do a project. I'll give y'all an exclusive project. Mm-hmm. And when I got to the 200 members, I was like, damn, you know what? Instead of just making y'all wait for this project that I'm working on, why don't we just come together and basically I'll build it from scratch with you guys, you know, That's make awesome. it, a, make you guys a part of the process, which at the, in the beginning, I was like, this sounds a good idea, but also could be a terrible fucking idea. You know, like <laughs> I, I didn't know how it was going to go, you know? Yeah. So what's cool is it did end up being becoming this really dope process. Basically like I would get a producer, five of their beats, and then I would have the community vote on the best beat. We'd go mm. with that. Then everyone would throw in concepts. This beat sounds like a rainy day. This beat sounds like whatever. And then we'd vote on the on the concepts as well. So they'd vote on the beats, vote on the concepts, suggest features. We'd vote on that. It was all like very democratic. And that sounds we, fun though. Yeah. It was a vibe. Yeah. It, yeah, it, it ended up dope. it ended up it ended up being more way more fun than I expected it to be because mm. I wasn't sure. Also, like it was going on during COVID. So we were already, I was just warming up to the idea of virtual sessions, songwriting sessions, which I didn't think I was going to like at first. And then ended up being like, well, it's not that bad, actually. It's kind of cool. It's a vibe. And then the same thing happened with the Patreon stuff where mm. we were in there and it was a good time and building in the tracks and everybody was enjoying it. So um, it took a little while because to get all those tracks together, get everybody involved, it took like the better part of 2020. And then 2021, when the world started to rev back up, Mm. I kind of let the project sit and then like we tried to go on the road during COVID and it was a hot mess and a fucking nightmare. So it was like my brain started to fry. So then the project kind of got caught 
caught up in just sitting there for a while. And then finally in 2022, made a move to get it mixed and finished and, you know, cross all the T's, dot the I's. Basically, we got it out finally this past year. So um, it's a, an exclusive project to Patreon. You can also get it on Bandcamp. It's uh, seven or eight tracks that are kind of like inspired loosely by the events of 2020 and then kind of like going on to life, you know, past that yeah. catastrophe. And um, <laughs> and it was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. So it's an EP that doesn't have a wide release. It's not on streaming services for now. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a vibe. It's been cool. Hopefully we'll get to do another one at some point. But uh, yeah, that's that the latest I'm doing dope. until... Until the next project, that's that's kind of what I'm pushing at the moment, and uh, and yeah, and I also want to say thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Hey man, yeah, we truly thank appreciate you it. Us. Definitely want to check that out, man. Yo, thank you for joining us. Oh, it looks like uh, H said uh, the "Get the Fuck Out of Here" podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Oh yeah, I got. Damn. All right, there we go. The pro fresh publicity. Shout out to my man. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, I got a podcast too. You know what I mean? It's only right. Um, my podcast is not really music related though. It's like um, basically I started it during COVID as well because everybody was trapped inside. Was, yeah, yeah, we was all bored as hell. Uh, so I was like, what can I do? I want to do a podcast that isn't like music related so I can kind of just do something different and I'll yeah. just throw in dashes of music promo here and there. So I basically came up with, it started off an Instagram joke I had where people were getting all out of hand about the Little Mermaid being a black actress. Oh, man. So, oh, you know, <laughs> when they was flipping out about that, I was like, bro, are you fucking serious? Is this what we're yeah. upset about yeah, now? This like, what we're mad about. This is it? Get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? Yeah, like people started running that joke back and and I stripped that clip out and started making like every time something annoyed me or the world was acting stupid, I'll just be play that get the fuck out of here clip. So I turned it into the, the premise for the podcast, which is just like criticizing and reviewing like dumb criminals and stupid shit that happens in pop culture and like, you know, and news and shit like that. And it turned into a lot of dumb criminal shit because that shit's kind of fun. Um, so yeah. we just do that basically and review those stories and do it every Tuesday night and it comes out on Wednesday and all the platforms of shit and uh and then i'll do like some music shit at the end i'll break down like a song they request yeah, or yeah, yeah. you know a, something like that just to keep it so they know i do yeah, i do yeah, that yeah. shit too yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. That's dope. no that's get dope, the fuck though, out of here that's funny Streaming i mean everywhere. you're gonna have the way the times are you're gonna have endless material because of oh, how sensitive in the, the world is so. yeah man in, <laughs> in, in the i can't front in the beginning it was a little bit like uh arduous on my soul i was like damn, do I want to be doing this? Because, like, I'm, I'm digging into a lot of fucked up shit. You know what I mean? Like, And then I try to pick, like, I mean, we have some dark turns, but I try to keep it lighthearted for the most part. But mm. even in researching the shit, I got to go through yeah, you gotta the see rough some, shit. You know, yeah. like, ooh, like, yeah. damn, but man, people are so foul. So I, I, in the beginning, it's fucked up. In the beginning, I definitely was feeling it, and now I'm a little bit desensitized to it. It's kind of savage. Yeah. But, like, I just, mm. like, I'm looking for the right stories. It's O's and ones, you know, and it's yeah. a little bit fucked up, but it is what it is. I, I was just worried it was going to, like, have an effect on my mental health. And luckily, to this point, I guess, I, I don't know, I just, I'm able to focus on what's <laughs> funny and, and cut out all the bullshit uh so anyway for, for now yeah we've done 82 episodes it's just me nice. doing a one-man show and hopefully i'll be able to keep it going hey man hey i mean if it's something that's fun for you you get it's kind of like your own thing why not you know yeah, fuck it. I, yeah, I, I almost canceled it a couple times, and I was like, "Wait a second, no, I fucking like doing this. I don't get yeah. you know, like, if the audience yeah. isn't as big as I would hope it would be. Fuck it, I'm gonna keep going. It's for me. Yeah, man, you're, you know? as long as, exactly. if, it's for, if it's for you, fuck it. You know. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. It. I'm gonna have my fun. 
Yeah, no, nah, man, nah, that's definitely dope. I definitely want to check that out because that's. I'm definitely this. I'm gonna check it out actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah please serious. do. I, I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, the first, yeah. Uh, the first, I will give you the trigger warning or not trigger warning. I will give you the the disclaimer, which is in the beginning when I first started and co- during COVID, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. So like the the first like five to ten episodes are me trying to figure this shit the fuck out. But if okay. you just start at the most recent shit, because it, it you know it just yeah, it's yeah. just the new latest stories. Basically, yeah. start from the newest shit and you'll catch a vibe for what the show has morphed yeah. into from me. Okay. Figuring out how to do some fucking show, you know? <laughs> Got you. I'll definitely get that uh, in my house. Ain't nothing wrong with yeah, that. Yeah, people, but I yo, hope you enjoy man. it. Yo, again, we truly appreciate you hopping on. This was super fucking dope, mm-hmm. man. And uh, let Likewise. everybody know where to follow you and all that. I mean, I know yeah, most going to know, but, you know. But- Oh Drop yeah, it's only right. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm 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 at recognize. It's spelled all fucked up. W R E K O N I Z E. That's no C and no G. All right. I'm at recognize on all of the social media. I got a website too, old school recognizethemusic.com. Um, check me out. I got a dope merch shop up. I got the Patreon as well going if you really want to get extra support. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash recognize. And like I said, it's uh, exclusive music, uh, monthly freestyle every every month that's not released publicly. We got a dope discord server i do friday night live streams too where i just play music and do q a so it's an active a very active patreon so if you're looking for some shit to do or some new music to get come on down hey making hey. this person below yeah <laughs> yep, we're gonna link everything in the video but again yo truly appreciate you hopping on and chopping up with us this was super fucking dope definitely a way to start the year for us so we appreciate yeah. it man for sure i'm honored to be on it i appreciate it hopefully uh next time we pass through for a mayday show you guys can come out come out people yo, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do we'll do all right y'all uh, yeah, definitely ho- holler at me when we come through sorry i got you i will <laughs> no i will cool. i'll let you <laughs> cool. but yeah peoples we we signing off man we hope y'all enjoyed this was a dope one I am. It's it's late, man. It's late out here. We got we we grow. Oh, we got, yo, we got it's me. It's early, like oh, yeah, it's it's time, guy. Yeah, we got, we got kids. <laughs> yeah, we got kids, man. It's rough, but yo, <laughs> peace out, people. We signing yeah. off, man. I'll let peace. y'all. Peace.